Hey, this Realm of the Mist podcast is brought to you proudly by the Nurses Guild. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Realm of the Mist Daily Show. I am Chris. I am joined by Chris, and we're going to talk about FanDuels. And actually, more more than just FanDuels, we're going to be talking about the overabundance of advertising on any form of video streaming, whether it be Facebook Messenger, Instagram, YouTube, Tubi TV, whatever. You pick a video, and it could be a, literally a one-minute video, and get two FanDuel advertisements on it and it's the exact same advertisement and it's absolutely ridiculous now yeah there definitely seems to be um uh there's some truth to what you're saying because right now uh with football coming back you have the uh of course proliferation of fantasy football you have the nba playoffs and every weekend of course now there's ufc whether it's fight island or us ufc vegas or the free fights on espn Every weekend there's something, and almost every night of the week where this has been, this is really like the height of the sports season for all of 2020 because of COVID, and because of all of the fantasy gaming aspects of it, they're advertising so heavy because it seems to be something that everyone is responding to in a crazy way. Right now, Vegas's action for the same time period versus last year is up. Um, a significant percentage over last year, uh, uh, even though there's supposed to be an economic downturn. So people are so thirsty for this side action, they're just going to play the shit out of it. And it's on every video and streaming service you can see, which is, it does get annoying, but uh, there is a reason why they're doing it, I guess. Well, I mean, I I get the reason that they want to put and push and promote uh, sports betting, which last I remember was illegal. I know they kind of legalized it, but that, that tells you how often I pay attention it's to only, it. It's only in certain states right now. Indiana is one of them, which I live in. So that's why I'm like, oh, okay, cool, because I can actually do sports book gambling. And there in Pennsylvania, you can't. So it's definitely a nuisance for you because you can't lay any action even if you wanted to. It's not a nuisance to me. I'm not a gambler. As a matter, right. of, matter of fact, one of my arguments against FanDuel especially with as heavily as they are pushing themselves, is the fact that you're promoting an addiction. Like, we're not allowed to advertise cigarettes, for example, because of its addictive quality. They, they eliminated advertising for cigarettes and everything minus, like, say, for the sake of argument, magazines. Uh-huh. But you could, uh, on a platform like YouTube, where as much as you and I as adults go on it, kids go on it. I've seen FanDuel commercials on videos my kids are watching about freaking yep. minecraft and i think yeah. i think it's 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 uh, personally i think it's horrific i don't think we should be pushing this I, I definitely get where you're coming from that but there is also and, and this is like that double-edged sword right like do you want society 
to police your your home or how you parent or do you want to take control of the situation because you are able to on anybody's individual YouTube channel choose and uh, respond to an ad and say you don't want to see it anymore and this is why you think it's inappropriate or you don't like the content or you've seen it too much. So that way at least you get a switched up ad basis. You can do that on both Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I can't so speak for Facebook and Instagram, but for YouTube it doesn't work because I have stated I don't want to see the fan duels. Just like I've seen, I've stated I don't want to see Trevor Noah commercials or 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 Joe Biden commercials interrupting interrupting my services or yeah. being or being put on the service. And you know what they do? They double up on it. I swear yeah, to God, it's doubled is, from from when I. That's definitely aggravating because on the other social media sites, you at least have the control to at least use it for thirty days or whatever the case is. So it becomes one of those things like uh, you know, it, uh, how much of the YouTube portioning do you want to control your kid having? Having do you want to control their time limit on their device so that way they're not exposed to it too much, or is it a parenting? opportunity if we're talking about from a a moral standpoint is this a parenting standpoint to be able to sit down and talk to your kid about here's why i think it's wrong here's what it leads to and this is what i want you to understand that just because they're advertising doesn't make it necessarily a good thing to do like maybe it's a good teaching moment and and instead of uh you know because if you can't block it and you're going to allow allow the kid to still use YouTube to get their content, which how are you going to stop it? Every kid has a device now, and every kid has access to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a good opportunity to sit down and, and actually explain your moral standpoint on it or your ethical standpoint on the situation. And, and this is you know, what Parenting 101 in the 2020s is, as opposed to whenever me and you were kids. Back whenever we were kids, you, you went out in the backyard and picked your own switch, and, uh, you know, that you got told this is how it is. If you don't want to eat dinner, then you go to bed hungry. It's a different day and age. So maybe now we use the tools our kids are, are having, you know, uh, easily implemented for them. Maybe we use it to our own advantage well, and, and, and pick it apart. Well, I mean, my argument, my argument isn't just that FanDuel or, or what FanDuel represents. My argument is the fact that it seems like it's un bashed advertisement nowadays and i mean it, it's gotten terrible i mean it's not just in multimedia it's also i mean you know we all get the fucking robot calls all day you know yep. for for our college loans that we don't have or our cars that we don't own you know uh-huh. or that we wanted a a, a a seven day stay at a marriott that we've never stayed at before you know uh-huh. we, we've all gotten them over and over again and there's no to the advertisements anymore there used to be a day there used to be a day like not that long ago that you could put on a parental block on your kids video game system or an age block on 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 youtube for example and it would only show age appropriate material and age appropriate advertisings nowadays it's still free reign. I mean, the, the video game one, I, I, that I'm going to go and say yes. Okay, my kids have a parental block on the, uh, on the Xbox One, for example. So when they want to... ERSB, right? That's the ERSB or whatever, you know, the Tipper Gore thing from back in the 80s where the right. parental control board or whatever. Yeah. So if I want to play Call of Duty with my son, you know, just a one-on-one game, he can't play on his account because it's got the parental block and Call of Duty's a mature rating. You know, so, I mean, there are some things that still work, but overall, the bombardment 
of advertisement over everything. As I, as I stated before, kind of ran it before, is I could watch a five-minute video and have seven commercials interrupt five minutes. It definitely does seem like that. And on some platforms and some shows, it definitely does work like that. And um, at the end of the day, I think that uh, we are uh, we all are very aware of the old statement. You know, maybe the newest generation doesn't know it because they're not taught it. But we're all familiar with the uh, statement of buyer beware, right? Right. And uh, this uh, this day and age, this information technology, there's a constant bombardment, whether it comes from your emails or uh, your DMs, or on your video services, or on your social media. There's a constant bombardment of all the stuff that you can fall for. And I, I think that at the end of the day, doing some research and applying buyer beware that we're able to protect ourselves and educate ourselves and not fall for something that, that A, doesn't work the way they advertise it, or uh, B, that you know that it's not really right, so whenever that 15 second Jamie Foxx MGM, you know, bet MGM commercial comes on or the DraftKings commercial comes on that, you know, you're able to tune it out and wait for your show to come back on or skip forward, whichever. Some of them aren't skippable. Yeah, whatever platform you're on. Some of them don't allow it. So, you you know, you tune it out and it's a, I think at the end of the day, it's a good teaching moment for people who are falling for it or be for people who are young enough that you can, you know, it put some guidelines and, and put some, you know, some facts of life in front of people that, you know, it, at the end of the day, it is buyer beware because the FDC doesn't control what is advertised. So, um, you know, it, or the FCC, I'm sorry, I, I, I misspoke, but uh, they don't, they don't control what is advertised. It's just bought space. So they can advertise anything as long as it's not an out and out lie. Uh, so it's up to us to be able to, you know, pick and choose, you know, what we, we morally stand against or don't want to participate in. Well, is my well, if we're if we're going to go up as long as it's not an out and out lie again, why is Trevor Noah promoting everything that comes out of his mouth is bullshit. <laughs> well, but yeah, but at the same but at the same indifference at the same indifference, I, I'm I'm at this mind. OK, and I, I understand before we started recording, I was literally listening to Spotify, and I don't have the Spotify premium account. I have the normal account, so it means I have to listen to it randomly, and there are going to be commercials. And you have to listen to the commercials, yeah. In my playlist, as I was listening, I got two songs, and then I got three commercials. All Uh three commercials. Every commercial, every 30-second commercial of those three commercials was FanDuel's. Yeah. Was not not gambling. It was Fanduel's. It was just Fanduel's oh. over and over and over. And was, you know, and and if, and again, I spent a lot of time on YouTube being a podcaster and everything else, besides learning other, uh, researching other material and stuff of that. You know, so I spent a lot of time on Facebook, or excuse me, on on YouTube, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm wondering if it isn't one of two things. One corporation greed. They push these commercials and push these commercials because they. You know, the, the the companies or whatever paid them to do it. So they're making the most money for plays out of it. Or they're trying to force you into the premiums, the YouTube Red, the, uh, the Spotify premiums, to where you're so pissed off you'll pay the $14.99 a month just to not hear that commercial anymore. Right. And, and, and it is a um, kind of a dual play there. 
Uh, definitely they're going to drive a lot of material down your throat to kind of force your hand to do the premium. Or, um, you know, you do have uh, the ability to, you know, tune it out or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, you are correct with the corporate greed part where they are pushing it to the point where you convert to a premium subscriber. Or B, if you're uh, if you don't have a moral ground to stand on with it, then you're going to end up, you know, enlisting in the FanDuel, get the free fifty dollars or whatever the case is, and then then you're dealing with the societal trap of uh, possibly peddling addictions. Um, and you know, it's a slippery slope all the way around. And I think that A, we have the freedom to be able to do those things if we want, as long as we're not harming others and it turns into something that you have to deal with, well, then, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but th that aspect exists in everyday life, regardless of whether or not you get it from, you know, Spotify or YouTube. And then uh, B, uh, having the ability to uh, subscribe, and avoid it completely, uh, you know, I mean, you do have options to get away from it. So uh, that's, the, that's where I kind of stand on being uh, um, both, conservative and liberal enough to be able to understand that I have the right to be able to do it and also I have the right to turn it off and this is how which is free commerce or capitalism to avoid the ad you know so it, well let me ask you which which would you say is more morally reprehensible oversaturation of a particular product uh, on on the social medias or on the uh, the, the creative content of other individuals uh -huh. Or that's something that we all know Facebook does, which which bothers me even more that they're advertising on you know people's home videos, along with doing this, and that's we all have a little microphone receiver that Facebook listens to consistently. It's called our phone, and if Chris and I were to sit here and have a conversation about my crooked teeth and that I should look into getting braces or or orthodontist to, to get my teeth repaired, pops up. Yeah. I guarantee you, as soon as I open my Facebook ad or Facebook app, I'm going to see advertisements for Invisalign. And then the unfortunate part of that is, remember the <laughs> South Park interview of the human centipede because everybody made the iPhone agreements? No. Did you? Okay, so there there was a episode of South Park that dealt with this specifically where it became <clears throat> the human centipede where you were essentially agreeing to stick your head up your neighbor's ass because <laughs> you're always involved in their information and you're an idiot. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's true. So uh, you know, uh, all of the user agreements that we agree to on every update, the first time that you signed up for Facebook, you actually gave them the right to do that. So um, you actually you willingly signed up for it because you did not want to read the 15 pages of fine print on your phone, but it is actually in there that they are allowed to do so. And the only way to do that is that there are settings within it to turn off your microphone and turn off your camera unless you permit access. Um, you know, so there are ways around this, but all of the user agreements that we're also used to dealing with every day digitally, whether it's your Android phone update or your Facebook update or an iPhone update or whatever the fucking case is, whatever update it is, as soon as you originally purchased the equipment, and became a user of Google or Android or iPhone or who you know uh, Facebook or uh, your uh, Sony TV for that matter. Uh, the uh, the updates they pushed through you agreed to as soon as you uh, originally purchased it and said yeah 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 I want to get going and you didn't read through every line of it so that's a buyer beware moment too. There is there is a little something I want to throw in there because I know what you're talking about and I've been aware of this for a very long time, but they also get you on every update. 
uh, when you when you go through the yeah. user agreement, and if you do turn off the microphone and app, or you don't agree to the user agreement, but you still got access to the service, the absolute first update of that app or or service, they will automatically reapply you as you agree to all terms and services. Yep. So they automatically turn on your mic again. They automatically turn on your camera again. All of that stuff. So you have to be diligent whenever you're dealing with this. If, if you are, because, you know, I've, I've hosted and participated in conspiracy shows, so you, you already know, like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm super fucking paranoid whenever it comes to, you know, Big Brother watching. Or you accept it because you're not really worried about what you're saying. You have to take either one of the two stances. And if you are being diligent and, and buyer beware, then every time you do a new update, you have to go back and check your settings and make sure they're set back to the privacy settings that you want or not give a fuck, like which is generally my stance on it. If you want to listen to me, listen to me. And uh, I will block you from what I want to block you, which is, you know, like location finder or GPS on different social media sites and stuff like that. Those are the things that I watch out for the most. But the camera and the phone, like I'm not talking about anything I'm not going to talk about on air and or i'm going to talk about with my friends and i don't give a fuck who hears me um so that part doesn't bother me the following is an important message from the nurses guild of florida we know COVID has many scared many of our seniors are even afraid to go to the doctors just the thought of being exposed to all the people in the waiting room in addition to the doctor's staff is a risk many don't want to take right now however putting off health care makes most conditions worse the nurses guild has the solution one that exposes you to just one person. Call your doctor's office and have them order a nursing assessment from the Nurses Guild. We are a five-star Medicare home health agency. Your registered nurse in full PPE will perform a full head-to-toe assessment, vital signs and medication review, pulse oximetry, even an EKG if needed. Lab work and x-rays can also be done at home. Our registered nurse will discuss all of this strictly and directly with your doctor and get you results. All of our nurses and home health aides are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 in Broward County and 561-826-8937 in Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. Um but some people it does so you have to remain diligent every time you accept an update because you accepted that from the very beginning as soon as you became a a user who agreed to it the first time you signed into google the first time you signed into facebook the first time you signed in uh, signed in on your smart tv you agreed to a user agreement and that information is in every fucking one of them well, see, uh, that they can listen in on you. Well, so, see, I I agree with you. I agree with you for for the most part. I'm the same way. I really, even this conversation right now that we're having about like the oversaturation and 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 targeting advertising, uh, through through listening and everything else, it's more of an annoyance than anything else in my life. You know, right. that, you that know that's that. about that's about the best I can give it is it's annoyance. What my yeah. problem with it. It's not that it pisses me off to the point that I like I'm gonna throw my phone away or stop streaming on YouTube yeah. or whatever. But my point to it is the business practice of it is so shady 
They're selling oh, your information. Yeah. They're listening to your private conversations. You know, it, it, it's absolutely grotesque. And it, it makes you wonder what else is listening to. Like, I know right now, and I'm saying this on air on a public pl- platform. So, you know, it's not like I'm saying anything conspiracy-wise because I know my phone's sitting right next to me and it's listening to me. You know, if the, NS- <laughs> if the NSA is sitting here right now listening to my conversation, they're going to hear what I'm about right. to say next, but hopefully they'll understand that I'm giving an example, not a call to action. If yeah. I were to turn around and say that uh, I, I think I should run down to Washington, D.C. and put a bullet in the president's head, if I said that in jest without that preposition, my phone could literally rat me out saying he's going to go kill the president. Well, it actually already has, and it's been flagged, and they're going to listen for any redundancy. That's the way those programs work with the NSA. If you want to do some real deep reading, like Operation Paperclip or uh, Patriot Act or Patriot Act 2, what what does happen is your phone has already flagged you as of saying that. So it's stored in a databank, and they're going to listen to redundancy to see if that was a one-off or if it's something that you're saying repeatedly, which means now they have to watch you. Yeah, but here's, so, the, here's the now gray area of it. Let's say for the sake of argument, they, they listen to it, and they hear that obviously I was giving it as an example. It's not something I'm going to do. Uh-huh. It, was stated, it was stated in facetious nature and was uh-huh. broadcasted as a YouTube video and an audio video on Anchor.fm on a, on con, in context of a whole entire show. But yeah. if they decide they want to have a scapegoat for somebody or, or somebody to throw in front of the, uh, the mainstream media as threat to president's life, they could take me completely out of context and just clip out the part where I said, I want to shoot the president. Absolutely. But we do have the fallback that every time we're doing one of these conversations, it's, it's recorded so you can present the actual context. Whereas a lot of people who do get taken out of context uh, they're idiots and they're doing other things or they're not actually being um, uh, diligent enough to actually watch over what they're doing. So they're just saying it freely in all these random conversations, whereas you and I are talking about it with the pretext of it being a topic of what's being shown on YouTube and what the outcomes can be. Right. So there's a big difference between the two because, I mean, we do have the protection of the full recording on two different ends, you know, so it's not like they can single you out and then me not say, look here, fuckers, here's the whole recording and, you know, uh, 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 blow it up. So right. um, there are people who do it unguardingly because they don't care and they could possibly be thanking it. And there are people who are using their right to free assembly and free speech like we are <laughs> uh, that that it, uh, they don't mess with this situation as much as they do the individual who's just talking out their ass and they won't shut the fuck up because they're idiots. Those are the people who get targeted to be scapegoats. And it's not right, but at the at the end of the day, it's it's not a free speech use. It's people who put themselves in that situation because they're dumb enough that they think they can say that over and over again and nobody pay attention to them. Like, we know the difference. Right. There's a lot of people out there who don't, and they're the ones who do get targeted. Well, let me let me take a moment here and just uh, piss off some of the listeners, by the way. I don't want to yeah. shoot the president. I'm one of the few people on the planet that actually likes our president. That's where that's where I'm going to lose half my audience. Yes, I'm. I, he's an idiot sometimes, and he, he says things he shouldn't. But overall, I'm actually a fan of this president. 
So, no, I don't want to actually shoot the president. Now, you, the next you know one, I, think, I can't I say. That, uh, <laughs> I think that actually uh, Donald uh, Trump is a comedian in disguise as our president. Dude, he if is he a master him, roaster. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he does have good timing and stuff. And, of course, you know, in, in a leadership position, maybe he does lose some good option, opportunities to do, to be a uniter. But he does actually unite uh, – a large portion, a much larger portion than what people think. So it's, you know, it's neither here nor there. But at the end of the day, I think he's like a vaudeville comedian. Uh, he's like a, a one-liner, a zinger kind of guy. He, he's Let me ask you. That. Let uh, me. Did you watch the uh, debates? No. I did. And I'll tell you what. And I'm going to be as unbiased as I can be on this. So both parties are going to get picked on on this. Uh, okay. The, uh, the, the debate was absolutely like, elementary schoolyard it absolutely was joe biden joe biden had no platform to stand on he said nothing throughout the whole entire thing of anything he's going to do in his presidency and all the things that he did claim he was going to do he could have done in the 47 years that he's been in in government and hasn't done yet why are we going to believe he's going to do it now now on the opposite end of the coin President Trump, he clearly and precisely laid out everything he's done and everything he plans to do in the next four years, plus the continuation of the rest of his presidency. Right. President Trump needs to shut the fuck up when it's not his turn to speak. Yeah, the talking over thing was the biggest thing that I heard about after the fact. Like, he kept talking over him and... and uh, but, uh, Maybe not so much. Of course, he. We all knew beforehand that he was going to belittle, you know, uh, Sleepy Joe every time he got a chance. Uh, just because, as far as a live debate goes, he definitely has the upper hand. Which, for everybody who's paying attention, that should be something that you should pay attention to. If a guy can't think on his feet, how is he going to be able to, you know, guide things for 350 million people? But that's neither here nor, here nor there. But uh, Trump talking over him constantly um, just really made him look like a bully. And for people who are on the fringe until they have another one or something important comes up that they both have a talking point on, it, it probably did sway people the other way because he couldn't shut up. But here's the, here, here's the opposite. Now, I'm, I'm picking on Trump right now. I did. I picked on Trump. He was a bully talking over him and 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 yeah. throwing out the little zingers although I thought the zingers were funny they were inappropriate to the debate they right. worked in 2016 because universally all of us hated Hillary Clinton but Joe Biden does have an actual following people actually like him they there are people who actually yeah. like the Obama administration I didn't but there are people that did so he's got a yep. following he's not yep. Hillary Clinton he's got legs to stand on as far as being in a debate with with President Trump Trump should have come at him with a different angle but Joe Biden wasn't any better because every time Trump was speaking, besides the fact that he had to fight the moderator, it was a blatant bias in the moderator department. I don't care what anybody says. I saw it myself. I watched a whole hour and a half debate. But <laughs> Sleepy Joe turning around telling him to shut up. Shut up, yeah. man. You're, you're, you're an idiot. You're biased. Who the fuck talks to the president like that? You're, and you want the job? Right, and and that's um, uh, it, you know, and that's unfortunately uh, the way people respond, especially in today's political scheme of things. 
Sound bites are way more important than deep thought. They're even more important than rhetoric, uh, and, and they're more important than morality, that's for sure. And people's consistency, the fact that uh, Joe Biden has been in uh, Washington, D.C. for 48 years now, and uh, if you ask people, name one thing that he actually wrote himself that was passed that did you any good, People will not respond to that question with an intelligent answer. It quickly becomes emotional. And then on the flip side, if you talk about Trump in any kind of way, people immediately become emotional. And they don't talk about anything poignant. And whenever they do talk about something poignant, then there's no way you could talk about it with someone who's heavily left without being accused of being either a racist or whatever the case is. So the the division that has been caused in the country, especially this past year when Trump has had the opportunity to unite people, it's these debate moments where he comes off as the bully, not the moderator, that is kind of a flipping point for some people who are 50-50. There's a big silent majority talk right now that's going on, and that happens every re-election of a Republican in office. Um, and then there's uh, the silent majority that allows Democrats to be voted in. That's what happened with Obama's two years that or two terms. That's what happened with Clinton's two terms. These cycles repeat themselves. History does repeat itself constantly. And you can look all the way back to, to uh, Nixon and Carter and Reagan's double term and see all of this stuff repeating itself exactly the way it did 50 years ago, 40 years ago. It, it's really no different. You just have different characters and you have social media that makes it look like it's being talked about all the time, even though it really is a fringe topic. Very few people are talking about it in super passionate ways. It's just that um, the fringe people have a loud voice because they're always screaming at the mountaintop. Well, you're you're right, but at the end of the day, because we're we're running short on time here. At the end of the day, there was two th there was two takeaways I took from the uh, from the debate, and and people could you know I'm again I'm not I'm not playing sides here, which is rare for me because I am a Trump supporter, but I'm not playing sides here. In the overall debate, the take the one takeaway that I got from it was that Trump had a platform and a plan, and Biden did not. Just didn't. There, there was there was right. nothing. It, 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 if I were to score the debate simply on who won by the premise of having something to bring to the table, Trump won, hands down, without a, without a doubt. On the opposite end of the coin, there are two things that I will take away from this that both of them need to work on. And I'm going to say this as blatantly as I can to every listener, whether you're on the right or on the left, take these into account. Number one, you're not going to win the love of the people punching down and both of them were punching down. Number two, everybody's on Trump's ship because he did not, in that debate, did not, when he was pre presented with it, did not denounce the Proud Boys and the KKK. Well, first off, he's already done that previously. But second off, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't denounce white supremacy. That's fine. Yeah. But let's put this in full contents. When presented with it in the same debate... Joe Biden didn't denounce BLM and Antifa either. Yeah, and, and, and that's because of where they're deeply rooted within each party. I think that's why they were both overlooked. If he were to uh, denounce both Antifa and BLM, he would, lose, he would lose a very public group. Now, that doesn't actually translate to real voters, but he would have a political fight before 
his fight is over with Trump. So I can see why Biden did would not do that um, from a political standpoint. If I was his strategist, I'd be like, this is not the fight we need to pick right now because we have to focus on Trump and his people, the 50-50s. We have to flip. So if I was a strategist, I would probably have advised him to do the same thing. Now, Trump, on the other hand, that was a golden opportunity to right before the election to kill all the racism uh, rhetoric that's been going on. That would have been his golden ticket. But it wouldn't. But it wouldn't because he's done it already and it still hasn't killed his his uh, his viewpoint of being a racist. he hasn't done it in that forum with the nation watching in a debate with his opponent. He's done it many times freestanding, but he hasn't done it in that setting. And that would have been a very golden ticket. That would have swayed as many people as almost anything else they could have talked about. And that's without me seeing seeing it and just hearing everything after afterwards. It just seems like that was probably a really lost opportunity uh, that he probably won't be given on a, on a silver platter again. I'm sure Biden's people will keep the the topic and, and any conversation away from going there to give him a second bite at the apple. Because if he does capitalize on it, he could fuck <coughs> some things up. Well, no, I, I agree with you. It was a golden opportunity. He should have denounced it. I don't know so much about the Proud Boys. I'm kind of on the fence about them. I don't know if they're really white supremacists or just painted that way. But with the KKK, I, it seems like it seems like a no-brainer to be able to say, no, fuck them. You know what I mean? But th- to me, it also seems like a no-brainer to turn around and say that Antifa and Black Lives Matter movement are literally terrorist domestic terrorists in 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 the united states with the with all the actions we've seen this past year alone is enough you know proof of it but you know as much as it's a no-brainer it's also it's also along the lines of you know the the reason i brought it up was just because you know ever since the debate all i have ever seen is oh trump the racist he didn't denounce white supremacy well gee biden didn't didn't denounce either if you're going to call one bad you need to call both bad the the um, um, opetus is is uh, is not on Biden to separate himself from racism. It's on Trump. So that's isn't where, it though? That's, that's well, no, it's not because he's Trump been on he's been on record uh, saying he doesn't want his kids going into the, the jungle. He wanted completely. segregation of people. He pushed for yep. laws that hurt black people. Yep. His, his actions are actually door. his actions are actually racist. But why is it just because one person said, oh, orange man bad, he's a racist, but a person who's actually done racial things doesn't have to fight those those facts? Nope, it's all been ignored because he's been on the Democratic uh, Party uh, since the 1970s. Who created they've the Ku Klux Klan, by the way. And, and they've been able to explain it away. They've been able to cover it and divert, and divert attention away because every time he gets brought up, it's a yeah, but situation. And um, the onus is not on Biden to escape the racism tag. The onus is actually on Trump. And that's that's why I'm saying that was his golden ticket to on a national stage against his opponent to completely squash it. And I don't think that Biden's camp or his advisors um, will allow the conversation to get anywhere near that again, because that's their soundbite. That's what's going to capture a lot of 50-50 people that um, it, it doesn't mean he's going to win. Uh, it's going to be very close, especially with all the mail-in stuff going on. I mean, it took a month for them to sort out the 
hanging chads in Florida uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. Imagine what it's going to be on this election if we do all these mail-ins. So it, it's good. this might be an election that doesn't officially ever have an outcome. <laughs> it may be, but I've, I, I, I've got a your conspiracy guy. We'll, we'll we'll end on this. I got a conspiracy for you because I personally I personally believe this from from watching everything that's been going on, and I don't get to talk about it on shows much uh, because of the simple fact of we normally we try to avoid political. But I've been watching especially the Democratic Party setting up with this whole Joe Biden and then him choosing Kamala Harris as his running mate and, and everything else. I've been watching it and I've, I've had a thought come into my head and I want to, you know, you're the conspiracy guy. So yeah. r- ride with me on this one. Okay. Kamala originally joined the Democratic uh, nomination to, to, to run for president and then very quickly dropped out. Now all of a sudden she's in the position of vice president. Right. Uh, to running mate to Joe Biden. Now, everybody can see that Sleepy Joe has been dealing with a lot of uh, dementia, for lack of better terms. You know, he can't conform a, a complete sentence or full train of thought. He gets very flustered very easily. People are questioning his, the validity of him being able to lead a country. Right. I'm starting to wonder if this is if. Joe Biden isn't literally 100% a puppet. They're using his his popularity from the Obama administration to get him into office. Once he is in office, once he is sworn in, secured, and in power, they're going to turn around and run a uh, 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 cognitive testing on him and realize he is unfit to be able to be present and force him to step down. Boom, Kamala Harris is president. Well, that would be unprecedented, but at the same time, uh, looking at uh, Joe Biden the way he is, getting him elected means that Kamala Harris is going to be president before the term is over. Because you're predicting that a 78-year-old man can live another four years under the stress of the presidency. Uh, so I, I, I just don't think that there's any way of getting getting out of this term without Kamala Harris actually being the president by the time it's over with, regardless of how she gets there, there's no way Biden can survive four years, period. That's my point. I think it's, I think it's purposely designed that way. I think it's purposely designed. They don't think, they don't think somebody like Kamala Harris uh, could win, especially against somebody like Donald Trump. And of course the, the blind stupidity of the, of the mainstream media saying that a woman can never be president or will never be, uh, uh, uh elected as president. Oh, no, that's, that's stupid. We, as soon as Tulsi Gabbard gets a little bit more clout within Congress, as some, as soon as some of the old guard gets vo- voted out in the next two to six years, Tulsi Gabbard's going to be the first Amer- woman that's elected as president. Well, I, the truth that that I've stated that along. I, I don't have an, any any dog in the race uh, to uh, to state, but I mean, I've always stated like when during the 2016 election, I'm absolutely looking forward to the day that we have a woman president. I just don't want Hillary Clinton. No, why would you want to have a woman who can't stand up fast without passing out? Be your fucking president of the United States, plus everything she's connected to with Bill. Fuck on that. No, there's no way she. Could Everything ever she's be. connected to that she's done herself, the Benghazi things, the 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 emails, the you know the bleached hard drives. I mean, there's enough on her that I would never want her in power. You yep. know, but that has nothing to do with her being a woman. That has to do with her actions. But the day that we could actually have a decent, I'll tell you right now, I would not want her as a president. But I tell you right now, if, if Michelle Obama ran this year instead of fucking Joe Biden, I would say Trump would not have a chance in hell. Because of her popularity alone. 
Oh, yeah, she would definitely be able to, but she has no taste uh, nor any experience enough to be able to even get through the conversations to get there. That's why she's hasn't been nominated or brought up. That's that's like maybe a eight years down the road kind of deal. Right, but I, that, that's just to prove my... I'm using it as an example to prove my point. Like, even somebody that I wouldn't want as president, she would hands down kick the shit out of Donald Trump. Just, yeah. there, there's no question. There, yeah. There's no question. So so this whole patriarchy idea behind the presidency, it's you're putting up the wrong people. And I think this is a shady way of them trying to get a female president in office using well, the popularity shady, of, of, actually, of Biden. What I, think it, what I think it is is a uh, shady way to be able to go ahead and discount the loss. Because for the next four years, while they're still able to bitch about Donald, they're able to say we didn't win because we didn't have a good quality con- uh, candidate because of this or that or whatever. And it props Kamala up for another run, um, possibly with somebody else, or it sets the stage for four years from now uh, for Tulsi Gabbard to get the right running mate. And for the rest of – as soon as Hillary Clinton is gone from the Senate, then Tulsi Gabbard will be able to get her spot. And then I think there's a total change of the guard. Absolutely. But you know what, guys? What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments section down below. Of course, uh, real quick, Chris, tell them where they can find what's your effing binge because I know you got to get out of here. you got other interviews to do. And, of course, it's a daily show. So any comment conversations can always be carried over another time. So, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you can find us anywhere at uh, What's Your Effing Binge or on Facebook at Christopher S. Rudder. Uh, just look up What's Your Effing Binge on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. We have a public and a private fan group as well. You can find us on uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you want to be able to find a good quality podcast. Just look up What's Your Effing Binge. And, of course, guys, check out all the great podcasts of Roman Miss Entertainment here on YouTube. If you enjoyed this video, hit the thumbs-up button, comment, subscribe, share. Check, uh, and if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, that's fine. Just look up Roman Miss Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Remember to check out the Breaking the Fourth Wall weekly show where Chris Rudder and myself are joined by a whole bunch of other crazy maniacs, and we're let out of the asylum to, to really flex our funny muscles once in a while and of course the great interviews of breaking the fourth wall interview and all of this is brought to you by our new sponsor the nurses guild guys uh, to contact information for the nurses guild and it is in the description down below check it out i'm sure we ran a commercial or something uh during this episode because i edited it (laughs) and of course guys we'll catch you next time on realm of the mist daily show have a good night